Hey besties, this is your bridesmaid Ashley. And I'm your bridesmaid Kristen. And we have a special guest. My name is Alex with Mitch and the Melody Makers. Whoop here whoop. to talk about live entertainment. Hell Yay. yeah. Uh, and this is the Wedding Tea Podcast. Welcome, Alex. Um, we are so excited to have you here today. Um, you're representing one of my very favorite bands that I have <laughs> ever had the pleasure of seeing perform live. Um, Zero bias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and if you don't know, Mitch and the Melody Makers. Um, you did, probably do if you're listening. Yes. yes. You have heard us we many talk, times. Yes. We, uh, you guys did our music for this podcast and uh, we mention you every episode. Every, Which we're very thankful for. Yes. You're welcome. Well, we're Thank thankful. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were so excited and really proud of our uh, music that you guys made for us. So thank you so much. For I was that. so jazzed when Ashley first sent that to me. And I listened to it probably on repeat like for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, that's a lot because it's only what? 15, 30 seconds. Yeah. I listened to it a lot. I'm going to pull back the curtain. That was one of my favorite, favorite ways to record stuff, which is uh, we were at a rehearsal Everyone pull out your phone, spread out around the room, pull out your phone, hit voice memo, record, and then just roll tape and then send everything back to me. Because <laughs> uh, I can manipulate it so it sounds so it sounds cool. Yeah. And, it, and the like fidelity and everything about it ended up sounding great. I was yeah. Yeah. Super it's happy with it. It was amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. We love <laughs> it, it so much. It continues to be. Uh-huh. Yeah. So on the podcast, we um, talked a little bit about like our experience with talking to a wedding DJ. Um, and we talked a little bit about like what wedding DJs do and um, this I feel like is a good like component to like what is the difference between a DJ and a live band do you need both um, so can you talk a little bit about what you guys consider when you're doing a wedding yeah I think you know our, our biggest thing is vibe uh, for our wedding so is, is it going to match the kind of wedding that you want to have um, Versus, you know, is it like dance hits, like people want to get, you know, have a party and, you know, fist pump and uh, jump around? Or are you going to have a crew that wants to dance? Do you have a lot of people who are musical who are going to be there? Um, I think for us, you know, our number one goal is having fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's what we kind of, when we hit the stage, it's like we want to bring the best party that anyone in the room has ever been to. And... Um, I don't know. I, I think that matches a certain kind of aesthetic uh, in, in wedding planning. And mm -hmm. uh, I think it matches with more weddings than <laughs> maybe sometimes we end up doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's mostly about can we bring it and, and give everyone like just the raddest night they've, mm -hmm. they've had. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, my, um, my first in interaction with Mitch and the Melody Makers was a wedding that we catered um, for a client who it was at this very swanky um, mansion-like uh, house in Portland and I just have this like super vivid memory of the bride out on the dance floor hands in the air just like having <laughs> the time of her life uh, that's what we all want yeah as like brides <laughs> yeah. So you guys just knocked it out of the park and obviously like that stuck with me because I've returned to you guys time and time again to mm -hmm. at least try to book you. I've, and I've let you down time and time again. <laughs> Not available that you time. came through. <laughs> I'll keep trying because I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Uh, yeah, it's, 
that was one of the more fun weddings I think we've done. Um, that that couple, I mean, she's she stayed in contact with us. I, I think that was what like four years ago mm-hmm. now. Uh, still engaging on social media, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll I'll send over to her and her husband. You know, hey, we're playing. Come come down and say hi. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And left that's like an everlasting impression on them. Well, yeah. and that's one of the cool things too about what we do is like, you know, there's there's a version of wedding cover band that you think of when you <laughs> when you think of like the wedding singer yeah oh my god i always that. think yes. of that <laughs> it's like the do you really want to hurt <laughs> me here i am second episode in a row i sang <laughs> didn't want it to happen well, it's the like it's the tired old dudes who could not care less about the material they're playing and mm-hmm. it's like let's go through the motions we're gonna play you know uh I'm trying to think like like September by Earth Wind and Fire and banger yeah wedding total wedding banger Uh, and like it's fine and live music I think always will trump DJ in most situations but Uh you know you go home and you forget it right exactly and I feel like we do a a really big focus on forging relationships with the couples we Mm -hmm. work with it helps that a lot of it's you know word of mouth from weddings you know the one we did uh, just two weeks ago was from a wedding we did last fall. was from a wedding we did the year before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, we still play around town, and so we have these relationships that have continued now on where people keep coming out to see it because it was, you know, how, how often can you go recreate your wedding night uh, or the wedding reception, and it's just there for you. You know, like every yeah. month you can go do it again. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is cool. I mean, that's... I know for us, like just for me personally, has because I run the business side of most of the band. Um, that's one of the most fun things is like maintaining these relationships mm-hmm. uh, with, with these folks. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that is awesome. We have that experience too. Like people who have we catered their wedding four years ago, and like they still still interact and comment and message us on social media. It's really cool. Yeah, and absolutely. then now that we have the restaurant, we see them come in. That's and nice. They, yeah, they get you to see their little families grow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. Have babies. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it's definitely like a rewarding aspect of doing weddings versus just doing like regular gigs. I'm sure. Yeah, hard work. Hard work. It makes it worth it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> So, um, how long has Mitch and the Melody Makers existed? So, <laughs> I, I was, I was saying before history. we started. Yeah, I want to give you the whole history. <laughs> um, so, I've known, I've known Mitch Gonzalez, who's the lead singer. Uh, gosh, I guess I met him in 2005. Uh, and as he grew up, we all started going karaoke together. And I've never seen a person command a karaoke stage the way he did. I, I, I can vividly remember... The first time he did uh, the Lido Shuffle by Boz Skaggs, if you know that song. I've heard of Boz uh, Skaggs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, and it brought the house down. Like, every person drinks <laughs> down, rapt attention. That's awesome. The words are inconsequential. Uh, he's running around the bar. And so, you know, it was like, okay, how can we harness this into something? Because he's also, I mean, he's an incredible musician. Uh, so we had a friend getting married in 2010, and he said, hey, I have no money, zero money, but I'd love it if we could have a live band. Can you guys just learn like a handful of songs? Great. Yeah, not a problem. So 
We did, and uh, we did this wedding. We were Hershey and the Kisses. Oh, uh, first name, Precious. Which I we have really thought about going back to at some point. <laughs> at least get some um, merch that like I know has right? that on well, it. I figured that you know it's one of those things like Oedipus and the Mama's Boys. Like there's a million bands out there who's <laughs> used this, and, and I, I went looking. It doesn't exist out there in oh. the ether. So. If, if Ziggy Marley's people come telling us that we can't use the, the name Melody Maker, that's like the fallback name. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so we, we did that wedding and we had a blast. Uh, and then it was like another series of friends getting married over two years. And we just, it was like every time we learned more songs. Then when my wife and I got married in 2011, uh, I ended up, we did almost like a live band karaoke Oh, cool. Uh, and so I, just everyone I knew who could sing, it was like, pick a song, put it in the list. And I think it ended up being like three hours, three and a half hours. That's awesome. Uh, and it was kind of born there. And then I moved away for like four years, and it fantastically imploded. <laughs> uh, like, what a great term. But it's, you know, what, part of it is like I, I, I wrangle all of it. It's like it's wrangling cats together to get, so, sometimes to get everyone like in line, like, here are the tunes we're playing. Here's when we're going to rehearse. Here's when you show up, know your shit, and, like, be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have that person and it's, like, a democracy, yep. then that's left to musicians, policing musicians. And, yeah. It's a real uh, shit show. It is. It, it, <laughs> so they like I dated of, a musician or two. I know. Yeah, so I mean, okay. yeah we both have. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, it just went away because no one was doing it. So when, we, when my wife and I moved back, um, I sat and Mitch and I had lunch at the Tabor Tavern. I can remember it ex- very specifically. <laughs> and I said, if we want to do this, let's do it. I'll run the show. We do the music. You and I choose it. And then we kind of have our band of people we have. And so since 2014, really, we've been doing it, like trying to do it the way we have. And it, it was growing really big. And then the pandemic hit. And mm. then mm. <laughs> wedding professionals, you know. <laughs> yep. the toilet. And oh, then that thing. <laughs> last year... Uh, it it just took off like a rocket ship. And so now we're like, we have weddings booked out through most of this year. We're getting inquiries into uh, November and December already, Damn. which for us is, we were we typically have been hired last minute. <laughs> so it's like two or three months ahead of time, mm-hmm. which is, you know, in weddings, like so little time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've been doing this really hardcore since 2014. Um, it's cool because like our... It's this is th- I'm the only one who doesn't have a bunch of side projects. Mm-hmm. So like Mitch tours. He he uh, last year went on a tour with this gal named Alexander Savior, who's amazing. Mitch toured Europe with her. Zanny, our drummer, um, she played Rent at Portland Center Stage, Damn. Uh, which took so much of of their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can um, imagine. Carmen, our bass player, is in like three bands who tour very regularly. And has a full-time social media job. Wow. Uh, so I'm tired from that <laughs> yeah, I know, person's right? schedule. Man. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of coordinating on your holy part. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's, it ends up working really well because I, I can tell them like, hey, here, my goal is for it to be the easiest gig in the world. Mm-hmm. They're easy songs. We know almost all of them by heart. Show up at this time and here's the order they're going to be in. Uh, and it ends up being like... It's so low pressure, it ends up being, like, the most fun thing that we mm-hmm. do. Yeah, it's really, I think, evident that you guys have a lot of fun with it. And your, like, energy and you even, like like you said earlier, your vibe and even your look that you guys show up with is just, like, it's uh, professional, but it's really fun. And I just, 
I so far you guys are the best band I've ever <laughs> seen perform it's like at a wedding. Contagious energy. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. Well, and like that's the thing with all these tunes, right? Is like you could play the Beatles twist and shout with your eyes closed with no you know, like no emotional connection to it. It's the easiest song, it's three chords in the whole song. Mm-hmm. But if you you try to like our philosophy is like try and embody the song. So like we're not playing it note for note perfect by any means. <laughs> uh, but if you can embody the spirit of these tunes mm-hmm. and like, yeah, this song tells you to get out and like shake your ass on the dance floor. Do it. That's what we're going to do. Like that's, yeah. That, that is the mission of the song. Yeah. Uh, and I, it ends up working out really well for us because it's like, you know, it's less about trying to make these songs – they already stand up on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. <laughs> Marvin Gaye and, and Sam Cooke don't need our help. Uh, <laughs> they got it. <laughs> they, I think we got that covered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I think it's like you can hear that in some, I'm not going to trash any other bands, but like you can sometimes hear that in other bands who perform that kind of material. It just, there's no emotional connection yeah. to yeah. it. So it's not that fun. Yeah, which I think is something that's kind of like more important than maybe it seems because as humans, we kind of mimic the um, emotions of others around us. And so you can kind of set the tone. Like if you want a really fun wedding, you can set the tone by having a fun band who really puts their emotions and effort into it. And then your guests will start to pick up on that vibe too. Yeah. And it, it also like we've found the, the bride and groom when we play, the bride and groom set a big part of that tone, which is like never my goal to put that on their shoulders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, we, we did a wedding this summer, um, oh no, it was just uh, in January, um, at the Columbia Gorge Interpretive Center, which is like right by Skamania mm-hmm. Lodge. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting room, it's like all cement and glass windows. Oh damn. Uh, which for <laughs> us is trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like we were up on a ledge overlooking the floor, so it was like on the second floor overlooking this big, uh, big open area. And I had a conversation with her several times. I don't think this is, you know, like I, professionally, it's going to be a big challenge sound-wise to make it sound good. I don't know that we'll be able to connect with your audience, um, but if this is where you want it, like we'll make it work. And she had a vision, and I am going to give. <laughs> if you hear this, I'm giving you 100% props. Uh, <laughs> it ended up working really well because she and her husband corralled everyone onto the dance floor into like the spot where we knew it sounded good in the mm-hmm. one spot. And they were, like, really spurring the party on. And ended up being, I mean, I think we were prepared for that to be a rough one. It ended up being really fun. That's awesome. Um, but, again, it goes back to, like, creating that relationship with the couple. It sometimes organically really helps us because, like, they push people into enjoying it because yeah. they want to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, and I think we've said it before, too, on the podcast is that, your guests are going to want to be where you are. Mm-hmm. So if you yeah. want your guests to dance, then you be need prepared to, be to dance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a dancer, but I'll dance is what I said yeah. last time. As long as you're on the dance floor, <laughs> yep. just having a good time. Everyone else will too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, there are some like functional, um, needs that DJs often provide for weddings. Um, such as like getting guests like to to move locations Corral. or to, sure, yeah. Yeah, to <laughs> announce certain things and things like that. Is that something you guys also do? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I I try and make it, a, and I put this in every introductory e- email that I do, I try and make it as one-stop shop as we can. So, like, Mitch and I both have emceed a gazillion weddings and events. Mm-hmm. We can offer that service. Um, 
you know, if you need us to drive the evening along or like pump the brakes on any part of it, we have total flexibility. We can add and cut songs, you know, the drop of a hat, which we do a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think that service is kind of, it should be implied with, you know, like reception entertainment mm -hmm. that like, hey, there's, there's going to be an element of making sure the event organically progresses. Yeah. Um, I think you that know. makes like a difference help with between. The flow. Yeah. yeah, I think, and that might be a difference between an experienced band who has done weddings in the past versus maybe like you could go find a band who doesn't have that experience and they might not be as like savvy with that. Or they're going to want to. It's a line item on the budget. Yeah, yeah. here's an extra five hundred bucks to mm -hmm. help us do that. Um, I also, <laughs> I'm very selfishly like, I like to control the flow of if if. If I've had the right conversations with the bride and the groom and the coordinator and everyone involved with the event, then I, <laughs> this is going to sound very conceited, I trust myself to like <laughs> make it happen the way they want it to. You're a professional. Uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, <laughs> You know what they want. You, yeah. have, you have that um, relationship that you've built with them. So. Yeah, I, I, perfect example. So we did a wedding at the Crystal Ballroom a couple weeks ago, and they wanted... Uh, the the bride wanted kind of a dramatic moment when she like came around the corner because it's like it's the whole dance floor if you know the venue mm -hmm. after there, um, and so I'm <laughs> I'm cueing it from Spotify on my phone connected to the laptop at the soundboard, and the sound guy who is awesome, um, we <laughs> we just improvised hand signals to like to cue like to cue like things baseball. With, like uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I'm, like, <laughs> off in the corner, and I'm, like, giving him the arm to, like, lower the volume on the on the processional. And then I cue the, uh, her, her walk down and, like, give him the thing. And it was the perfect moment. I'm, like, I know, I know how important that is. And, like, you get one shot at it. Mm -hmm. and I, I That's your know, core memory. It got complete. Uh, I'm going to sell out the venue where I got married because the sound guy completely biffed it in ah. my wedding. And it, made, it was like the one thing in that night that made me so upset. And you can hear it because now 12 years later, I'm still fucking talking about it. Well, that's your thing. Uh, so of course you're upset about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like if we hired a caterer to do our food. And, and they it, gave us Lunchables. Yeah, and they messed up our food. You know, we would, we know intimately how it should be. Yeah. 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 And listen, it's, it's hard work, but it's not that hard. Right. right. Well, if, uh, if you've done it, well enough you're you're a professional yeah it should come second nature and I, I think that's not an unfair expectation to have of someone mm -hmm. in that role mm -hmm. you know like it, especially if you're vetting someone to like help you with that event uh i'm not again it's like i'm not going to say it's a bad thing about someone who doesn't want to do it but it should be a huge green flag of like someone you want to work with who's like great i'll come to the rehearsal We'll talk through this whole thing. We'll make it perfect for how you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, we'll give you suggestions or, you know, I, I can fake the best possible version of it in my sleep, I think, at this point. <laughs> like yeah. an I got you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I got you. Got you. <laughs> that's all. I feel like that's all every bride and groom wants to hear. Like, this is what we want. And whoever you're working with, like, they got you. Mm. <laughs> well, in, in, in our realm, you know, it especially working in production, if it, if it gets big, it can get, people get prickly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I will never bring that into that <laughs> situation because, like, 
it's already stressful enough. Fuck yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> like, getting married, it, it's fun, but it sucks. And, like, <laughs> the last thing I want to do is bring baggage or some negative experience into, like, what their day is going to be. Because it... Yeah. There, there are too many opportunities for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that, like, events are have a lot of moving parts and a lot of things um, to think of. And a lot of times they're also, like, in a remote location where you don't necessarily have, like, a backup of inventory of things. So things do go wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you're a true professional, at the end of the day, your client, your couple doesn't know that anything went wrong. I mean, that's the hallmark of a fantastic production is you don't, you have no idea what mm-hmm. has happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did a wedding. <laughs> I did a wedding not with this band, but with some some other buddies, up in um, Vancouver, BC. It was on a tiny little island called Keats Island, uh, and I was running production for that one. And a buddy of mine and I coordinated it. But it was like, uh, do you know the band Lake Street Dive? Oh, I yeah. do. Okay. I love them. So they were the reception entertainment. Oh uh, wow! And we managed to bring like a massive sound system. All the backline gears, like amps, guitars, and stuff, uh, and from the people attending the wedding, zero clue that it was as difficult as it was to get it done. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, but it went off, you know, like totally without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's, again, it's like you create those amazing experiences, and no one really knows <laughs> how hard you work to do it. Yeah. That, that's the good thing. Yeah. You're like, thanks. That was really hard to do, but I did it. Thank you. <laughs> Um, what kind of questions do you usually get from couples who are looking to hire you? Um, I think money is always the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I we, we try and quote pretty conservatively. And again, like, my quotes are always, here's our flat fee. I'll, I'll say it. It's not a weird thing to talk about. Uh, this year, our fee is $4,000 for a wedding. Mm-hmm. And then we offer additional players at $500 a piece. Um, I think that's actually pretty pretty low for for like what we're bringing for what you do yeah Yeah. especially (laughs) because we don't charge for equipment rental or anything Mm -hmm. like that um but it also it kind of we are priced to meet a lot of the couples who are getting married now like where they are financially Mm -hmm. uh because you don't need you don't need the stadium sound system and you know it's like our sound system is good at 250 300 people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if i'm playing a wedding bigger than that they have money to pay for yeah Yeah. for real yeah (laughs) Uh, but like um, you know, it, it gives flexibility because, like, if we want to add the horn section, we did that for this wedding. We did this last uh, couple weeks ago. I mean, it, it changes the whole dynamic. I mean, mm-hmm. It's like this is incredible. It's it's soul music with the three piece horn section. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's about where we quote. Um, I think the only other like big need we ever have is power. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's. It's the hardest thing. We've got it down to running off of two separate outlets, uh, which if you're <laughs> if you're powering like three guitar amplifiers and then a whole sound system and speakers, yeah, is, it's a lot of power. It's a lot of stuff going through <laughs> it. Yeah, if um, I remember for um, the wedding that we met at, I think they had rented a generator because it was uh-huh. at a private residence and it was um, on their on their upper lawn, which was like far from the house. So I think they had a generator down by the catering. Um, for you yeah. guys and then we we ended up running like 400 feet of extension cords they had one little plug in the greenhouse that was up by where we were that powered a lot of the stuff that we had and then there was another cord running in the grass like all the way down to the house uh <laughs> that's like the only crazy stuff i it's, 
of all the stuff that I have to carry, I have big speakers. The bins of like, extension cords are like the biggest thing that yeah. I have to cram in the car. Yeah, those things um, are heavy. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Big old pains in the asses. Yeah, <laughs> so, so all the amps and everything. I mean, I know the whole like schlepping things around to uh-huh. me is like the hardest part of the whole job is just like having to move heavy things. When we first started, we would t- even like bring our own like platters, which bins those are platters. so heavy. It was backbreaking. So we now we don't do that anymore. And our clients rent them along with their other rentals and it's much easier. But you guys don't have that option. Uh, as the one who moves it because it lives in my house. I, <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, you know, but it, it's, it also has like really spurred us on to be as nimble as we can. I think that can be a huge hindrance from live music is okay, we're showing up with a moving truck full of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, all my stuff fits in my, in my like, SUV. Yeah. Um, and it that's helpful, too, for, you know, we get married somewhere unique. Well, if you have two plugs, <laughs> we can go anywhere. We got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a generator. But, uh, yeah. Well, the if it, looking for efficiencies is something that, like, is a good business practice in general, no matter what you do. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other questions we get. Um we get a lot of material questions. Can you learn this song? Mm-hmm. Um, the answer is usually sure. Uh, I'm curious what the like wildest song you've had to learn was. <laughs> we did a birthday party for someone who's turning 50 who wanted her, her song with her husband was an Uncle Cracker song. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> That was like... There's only one, though, right? Yeah. No, it was not the one. Oh, not the uh, one. It was like an Uncle Cracker deep cut. Oh, damn. Uh, I told her yes, but it was going to be in our style. And we did it, and it That's was reasonable. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we get requests. I, I think that's the question we get, like, in the moment also. It's like, oh, can you guys play these songs. Can you play this one? Um, we... We came up with, not too long ago, a great way of dealing with it, which is uh, we will play any song for $100. <laughs> That's a great. Uh, so, like, you give us 100 of your dollars, we'll do anything you want. Uh, at a wedding, not at a wedding, uh-huh. f- fine. I would easily um, pay $100 to hear Party in the USA. For <laughs> sure. Miley all day. Listen, we're playing March 31st at the Bible Club <laughs> in Selwyn. Um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, we've gotten some stinkers in that thing. But also... Uh, <laughs> We've actually found some songs that are like, okay, Uh, the Wings, Paul McCartney and Wings song, Let Me Roll It, which is a great tune. Uh, That was requested at at a show. And like, it was one of those moments too where I I love the hell out of all guys in the band. Uh, We, so how that works is like, we'll we'll get a Venmo tip and we have little like placards that we put out Mm -hmm. when we play our bar shows. Um, So we'll get a Venmo tip with the name of the song in it. We'll take a break. We'll all go Spotify, like listen to it for two minutes, talk through, okay, we're going to play it in the same key, and then just go up and do it. Damn, that's fucking awesome. Uh, and it's <laughs> like, uh, Mitch can do it because he knows all the tunes for yeah. the most part. And uh, with Let Me Roll It, I was so, it, there's like a huge like uh, harmony part on the, um, on the chorus. And first chorus, first note, all, all three people singing, like belted it out perfectly. Uh, and it was like, okay, we... <laughs> This song's got to go on the list now. Oh, my like, God. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, like, uh, uh, not Psycho Killer. Another another Talking Head song. Um, what are some of the uh, – Sublime Santeria. That was Ooh, in the show we one. did. <laughs> uh, that disappointingly got the whole crowd, like, way into it. it was like, we have been shredding up here. Um, 
Yeah, it, it goes from like that to like way deep cut stuff. It's like, all right, like, <laughs> the sun goes fine. Yeah, so <laughs> that's you, fun though. Yeah, you guys play uh, primarily soul music, right? Yeah, it's like fifties and sixties rock and roll music. Uh, our ro- rule for the longest time was like 1970 was the cutoff because uh, we don't really get into like disco. Mm-hmm. Um, Disco is, like, musically difficult and boring. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm pontificating here, but, like, uh, <laughs> 80s tunes are so diff- so hard to learn. Like, our, our rule for a long time was, like, 1970, and then it couldn't take longer than five minutes to learn the song. Because mm. uh, so we could just crank them, you know, in rehearsals. Yeah, I couldn't even um, imagine learning the song real. in five minutes. Well, it's like... <laughs> it took me so long to learn one song on the ukulele. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's like... There's so only, like, four strings. Here's the... <laughs> Here's the list of songs to know. Like, show up to rehearsal, and we'll figure out how the pieces go together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so like, the 80s rock songs, we've done some of those for, you know, special first dances, that kind of thing. We did um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Uh, mm. I'm blanking on... Is that Tears for Fear? Tears for yeah. Fear. Yeah. Uh, I think we rehearsed that song for an hour and a half to try and get it right. <laughs> and still, it was, like, kind of brutal when we played it. Yeah. Um, Higher Love by Steve Winwood. Ooh, I Maybe fucking love that song. song. That is a good song. It's a banger. It is same thing. We spent an hour on rehearsal and a rehearsal trying to figure it out, and it still was like just fine when we played it. it <laughs> just like, I it was okay. send this thing to the dumpster as soon as it was done. I'm not doing that one again. Cool. Um, yeah, I won't request that one. That like 50s, 60s music, and especially like the soul music, is some of some of my favorites. Same. And that's probably like one reason why I'm so drawn to you guys' band. But yeah, I love it. Well, yeah. and the well is so deep. I mean, mm-hmm. I thank God for Spotify being out there. I've, I've, the, I know it's controversial for a musician to say that. I don't have a mu- original <laughs> music that I'm trying to make money off of on there. Uh, but, like, the, like, we can go to, like, those tunes like Jackie Wilson, you know, Your Love Lifts Me Higher and Higher. Everyone knows that song. Mm-hmm. But, like, we can go deep into his catalog to find those little nuggets. Um, there's a, a singer named Gary U.S. Bonds. Uh, that we found a couple of tunes of that are like the fidelity is terrible because the only versions of it were these horribly degraded, you know, it's like reel to reel or final they transferred. But you know, like we can take that and bring it into the modern time mm-hmm. and uh, funk it up. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I mean, like it, you know, these guys. I mean, they would tour around and play these tunes every night, and like we can try and pay it a little respect. <laughs> I mean, it also gets into the. Uh, we try really hard to avoid the cultural appropriation line that can mm. be so easy to tell. Like we, we did a Harry, Bel- Harry Belafonte song where like he has the Calypso accent and mm-hmm. it did not feel comfortable. <laughs> this doesn't feel uh, right. <laughs> saying the lyrics to the song. So we, en- we ended up changing the version of that tune we do. Um, but it just, you know, it's like, it's being really respectful of the material mm-hmm. while at the same time trying to like, do it justice. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure if someone like requested a Snoop Dogg song, that might be <laughs> a little bit difficult too. Uh, <laughs> was it Snoop? Uh, we we did get requested uh, the Bismarck Tea. So we do the um, you got what I need. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a friend. Yeah, yeah. So like when he died, I, someone requested that we do the rap part of it. It was like. Mm. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh, I don't think that would be this close. Is not right. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
So to your point, there are a few different, like, legit reasons why a band might turn down a special request, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think the one, we have a, 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 I have a playlist in my Melody Makers folder on Spotify that's all retired material. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's stuff that's, like, it's uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. so, like, um, What's the Beatles tune? She was just seventeen. It's like oh. <laughs> that one is not mm. is not on the list anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another song called um, "Garden of Eden," where it's like it started long ago. A, a, a man is for a woman, a woman's for a man, and it was uh, like a little yeah. dated. It's dated, and it like as people who try and like really support the different communities of folks around there, you know, it's just not worth it to like. Mm-mm. There are a hundred other songs we could play besides that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think any of the stuff that gets into the like, into the realm of like, um, you know, like I, I the the I called the witch doctor song. It's like, again, it's like I, it doesn't feel in twenty twenty three does not feel appropriate to sing the ooh ee ooh ah ah part of that song. <laughs> like it, Probably not. I don't think it was super enlightened. It didn't come from a super enlightened place. Yeah. Nope. Um, so. Yeah, that, those are the biggest ones. I, I think turning down a song versus, like, turning down a gig, uh, <laughs> I think we found it to be, like, if it's a crowd of people we wouldn't normally be caught in, it's a, it's a little more fun to be, like, subversive and go into that. And, um, you know, like... I don't know. Everyone, everyone's money's green. Uh, I'm sure there's a, something I would say no to, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and we, so like in our experience, we've had clients that we've, or potential clients that we've turned down because we didn't feel comfortable working with them for either the reason that like we weren't an expert, we didn't consider ourselves experts on what they wanted mm-hmm. or um, we just didn't have a great feeling about about them or whatever they were asking for. And so I'm sure like those types of things come up for you too. And it's important to have like a uh, connection with your client and the, their group of people because in the end, what they're going to get is going to be so much better if you guys have that versus not yeah i and and that's one of the nice things about so much of the word of mouth business that we mm-hmm. we've gotten and i i think kind of to speak to that too like i think the vibe is pretty evident like when you see our material that's on social mm-hmm. media and <laughs> I, i'm thankful that it says so far i'm going to knock on wood here <laughs> uh, <For real. laughs> has like weeded out a lot of that you know some of those folks we would not prefer to work with. Yeah, yeah. I feel um, like if they found you through social media, they s- they've seen what you do. Yeah. So like yeah. if and they've gone, yeah, if they've gone out of their way to like reach out to you, they should. should. It shouldn't be a mystery yeah. what we're about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you're not a mariachi band? Yeah. Right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we could we make could. some <laughs> some part of that. <laughs> but yeah, there shouldn't be too much of a surprise. No. <laughs> Um, well, is there anything else that you want to add before we go into your wedding nightmare about oh Mitch and the Melody Makers or weddings in particular? Uh, hire live entertainment. You know, I, I think, I, you know, I, I again, I'm not going to put down wedding DJs because I think the good ones do incredible work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's, if, if you want a transformational experience and like, 
you know, what does everyone want from their wedding? They want a party that lasts a long time and people stick around for. And, like, the feedback we've, we continuously get is I had more guests stay longer than we thought they were going to. Hell, yeah. Because they were having such a good time. Yeah. And, like, I have attended uh, so many weddings, as I'm sure you have, <laughs> yep. where a bad DJ is a knife to the heart of the party mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everyone's disappointed because 45 minutes in there's nobody there yeah everyone yeah. will just leave after dinner i <laughs> it's it's a it's a nightmare yeah I, <laughs> I can literally picture i officiated a wedding for someone who was very sweet and the like fourth song in the dj set the dj put on gangnam gangnam style <laughs> and the wedding was over Dead. Oh, no. Four oh. songs. Let me write in. that down. Oh, man, <laughs> don't play this. Like, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could curate a pretty good like never play. Uh, I've got a couple on my list. DJ list. Don't you dare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no Bon Jovi. But, but no, no Bon Jovi allowed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's just it's uh, the cost. At least for us, I think the cost is pretty negligible for what you end up getting on return mm-hmm. and uh, I will always advocate for live music even if it's not yeah. us but like well it's like going to a concert but like you also got married yeah, yeah. that's fucking awesome and, <laughs> you know uh, reach out to people like that's reach like out a to dream come true like. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh that Lake Street Dive wedding that they did they're real good friends of ours who uh had gone to school with someone who's in the band at, at Berkeley but you know it's the power of the ask mm-hmm. it's like hey would you <laughs> <laughs> would you be able to do this? This was before like their first record got really big, but they were still, you know, it's like touring and doing stuff and it ended up working and it's like one little window. And I mean, we have audio and video of the whole thing. That's, that's so cool. Incredible. That is awesome. Um, so like, I don't know. I, I think my, my favorite thing about weddings and, and any kind of event planning is like dream big and like, don't, you know, like don't assume a no until you have it. Mm-hmm. And like, same kind of thing, you know, going through working with someone like us is like, if you want to hear 10 songs that are like your favorite songs, great. We had a wedding <laughs> last fall that the couple were like friends of friends we had done one for. They're like, listen, we love you guys. Our friend group has this like big thing about like 90s alternative rock. <laughs> is there any world in which you guys would like learn a whole set? Of, so a set for us is like 15 songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Like a set of 90s rock tunes. It's like... We'll do that. Nine <laughs> okay, rock, huh? we'll do that. It's very specific. Uh, yeah, and it's like anything that was on like ninety four seven. Yeah, uh, more singing. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of like what the bangers like. Teenage Dirtbag. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, Nirvana. It's uh, we we avoided Nirvana at that one. Oh really? We ended up getting. <laughs> we got a hundred dollar request to do "Smells Like Teen Spirit" at a wedding. It's like it's a great song. Okay, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, I, I think the other cool thing is, you know, a lot of the people who work to do these kinds of events, like I'm going to I'm gonna <laughs> get the floor reinforced. I'm going to drop some names here. <laughs> but like people we've worked with in the past have gone on to uh, our first bass player, Ryan, good friend of mine. Uh, he's Doja Cat's producer. Shut yeah, up. He just won a Grammy two years ago, was nominated for three or four Grammys this last time around. That's badass. Um, our gal... Uh, Rachel, who you hired to sing with us, she tours all around the country and sings. And, um, you know, like all of our guys go on 
these big tours, and, and I have subs who go on tours. I, uh, Joey, our sub drummer, he was touring Europe last year supporting a, a Norwegian artist. And, like, you know, like, the people who do the cool things that you see out there, a lot of times, like, this is this is bread and butter. I, I think my, <laughs> my drummer once told me, uh, they were like, you know, I, I love this band because it pays for my health insurance. <laughs> uh, Shit's expensive. It is, and, and like this is the kind of stuff that that supports supports them doing the other art. Uh, and so, I you know again I'll always advocate for it because mm-hmm. uh, I love those guys and yeah. what they do is so cool. Yeah, I think that a lot of people, like you said, might assume right off the bat that even just uh like not even like their favorite band or whatever, but a band in general is going to be out of their budget or not possible to do but I think it's always good to explore your options and ask questions and find out before assuming and I mean again you know like if you are in if you're a musician and someone's going to offer you like a few thousand bucks to go play your songs boy there's not a lot of scenarios where I'm saying no to that <laughs> not <laughs> even at a wedding. <laughs> I have a question yes so like uh Dream scenario, you're in a wedding. Um, how do you know that you've made the crowd exactly what the, like, bride and groom wants? Mm. Like, what's the sign that you've done, like, a job well? Job well done. <laughs> uh, Words are really hard. Job well, I like that. It's, like, shortening <laughs> of that. Uh, okay, so I have an answer for this. Sick. Uh, <laughs> we, so, like, I plan, for the most part, I plan the set list that we play, and my big goal in how we do it is like the party ebbs and flows mm-hmm. and so uh it's not an exact science but it's like we're gonna hit you with like eight bangers at the top hell yeah like get on the dance floor it's irresistible and then we'll throw a slow song in there and then it's like a few more dancey songs then kind of a groovy tune um, but one of them i like to put at the end of like our first set or towards the end of our first set is the Harry Belafonte song Jump in the Line, which is like the tune from the end of Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we'll sometimes throw like all of our percussion toys out on the edge of the stage. Everyone grab them. But inevitably, as we're getting that song going, I'm going to hit the, the four on the floor. That beat starts going, and the conga line starts in nice. the first verse. And if people are grabbing the toys and shaking their butts and running around in the conga line, it's like, we got them. We did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> uh, and I think, I think that's, you know, it's like I use those little check-ins throughout, like audience participation tunes, um, call to action stuff where it's like, get up and, co- you know, come. Yeah. There's uh, more to it than just playing music, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like, Do you see like a pile of shoes on the outskirts <laughs> yeah. of the dance floor? Or it's shirts. probably a good sign. Yeah, like, <laughs> if people are running off of the dance floor to like get a quick drink and yes. then like crawling back, I feel like that's a good sign too. <laughs> well, it's, and, and it's like the song ends and the slow like ebb of the wave and then the next song starts. And, oh, Come yeah, running yeah. back. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, I pay attention to that stuff mm-hmm. really closely. Uh, and so... You know, like, that's the other good thing about <laughs> hiring live music is we can, on the fly, we'll, we'll just, like, drop the song. You can control that. Yeah, it's like, no, we're not playing the ballad. Push it to three mm-hmm. songs later. Or, hey, we're going to drop this, like, um, I don't know if you know the Bill Withers tune, Use Me. Mm-mm. Oh, um, wait, yes, I do. It's, like, real funky. Uh, we we have that as, like, a back pocket tune. I, I rarely <laughs> will put it on a set list. 
but it's a secret like, weapon. It is. I, he I told mean, us of his secret. I know, if you hear it, it's like, oh shit, it's vibing. Oh tonight. shit. Uh, but like, we'll drop that if it's like the energy's hot. We need something to kind of cool everyone down, but everyone's kind of grooving with it because we, you know, <laughs> I, I, Bill Withers is still alive, but if he wasn't, he'd be rolling in his grave. Like, we do extended solos and like turn into like a Grateful Dead jam kind of thing. <laughs> but like, it's it. it I think those are the indications that it's like, okay, we have them right where we want them Mm -hmm. and everyone's having a great time. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how much control you can have over people with just like music and like what you play next. Okay. So if you want to talk nightmares, that feeds into my nightmare. Fuck yeah. Perfect. I'm ready. I got my drink. (laughs) (laughs) Drinks here. (laughs) (laughs) Sip. Uh, We did a wedding last summer. I'm not going to say any names. I love these people dearly. Um, we got the beep up it button was, if it flips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and it's it's the the father of the groom is a good friend. Again, love them so much. It was a Sunday night, which is already the, it instituted a new policy for our band, which is we're not going to play Sunday night weddings because <laughs> Sunday night's a brutal night to do. A wedding. People got shit to do on Monday. Yes, mm-hmm. and they they, didn't they don't want to party. No. They can't party. So, uh, it was at. Edgefield in one of the ballrooms out there. Oh, hell yeah. Beautiful setting. Mm-hmm. It was a gorgeous day. Hot. Really hot. Oh, fuck. So it's Sunday night. The wedding was taking... The, the whole thing was going over. The schedule was way off. Okay. Dinner's kind of rushed. Uh, it's been commitments, food. Fine. Uh, we start playing. There is a valley between us and the crowd. That is probably like 40 or 50 feet. Oh, damn. And no one is dancing. And we're like doing, we're doing our darndest. We're playing our hits. We have the A-team <laughs> band going. They're like, and we like, will not have fun. <laughs> it was, we refuse. The problem was it was so hot in mm. the room. Oh. They came and danced for like the first two songs. Yeah. And then everyone was drenched. Oh, Shit, no. Man. And they have noise ordinances there where like you can't really have the doors open because we were, I mean, we we're not quiet. Yeah, well, because they probably have other weddings going on at the same time yeah. on the property. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, fine. Uh, maybe we'll get him on the second set. So, the family is um, a very Greek family. Mm-hmm. And the father of the groom is a fantastic Greek dancer. And so, he did a Greek dancing demonstration in the set break, which was awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Love him. We had the music. He was all queued up. It was great. Well, I don't know if you've ever done Greek dancing before. I've seen it it's on my big fat Greek wedding, and that's it. <laughs> a lot of arms on the shoulders uh-huh. of the person next lots to you. Lots of kicking. Lots of jumping, uh-huh. lots of kicking, extended jumping and kicking and dancing in a circle. The word apa or whatever, yes. a lot. <laughs> when, it's, when it's upwards of 90 degrees in that room. Oh, no. Everyone, the Greek dancing demonstration went on longer than I think we'd planned for, <laughs> which was fine. Everyone was having a great time. The whole wedding was in there doing it. By the time they finished, everyone was so hot and tired, they all left. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. So, like, we are playing to 12 people in this room, and, like, it's a it's not a room for music, so people are trying to talk because it's family who hasn't seen each other. Mm-hmm. And that was, like... <laughs> That's got to be awkward. <laughs> I, I... The, the um, groom's stepmother came up to me. She's a, a dear friend. <laughs> she said... 
I'm I'm so sorry. It's like they knew it was like a brutal, brutal night. And yeah. I, I, the blame does not go on anyone. It was oh. so hot. I would have done the same thing yeah. if I was in their shoes. But that is, I, I will say like that is the hardest thing from a live entertainment thing of like, we are playing to the valley of nothing yeah. in the room. And we can see everyone at the other end, like trying to talk over by the bar where the cold water is. Yeah. And it's like, should we? Yeah. Like, do you like, want do us, you to, want us to? Weather is one of those things that affects like every aspect uh-huh. of weddings and it's uncontrollable. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's like, it, it wasn't anything. They, they were so yeah. sweet and so kind. We partied with them afterwards. So, you know, mm-hmm. everyone was, the bridal party was hanging out. Uh, but <laughs> it was just like, from being on stage to just like, Oh God, I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> when you guys are probably roasting also, and well, then yeah. you have to try to like play as if everyone's <laughs> having fun to try to, We're, you know, you have to like basically pretend you don't notice that they're not having fun and they're not dancing. Yes. Well, like I, what you guys, you guys are, you guys are liking this. Obviously. Well, and one of Mitch's hallmarks <laughs> is he sweats a lot when he plays. Same. And he will just for no reason. <laughs> d- He'll disrobe, the shirt comes off. Oh, me too. (laughs) Me and Mitch have a lot in common. (laughs) (laughs) But this one, it was so hot, but it was like there was no vibe. That shirt stayed buttoned up to the collar. Uh, (laughs) No vibes allowed. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it's brutal. (laughs) Got to keep my vibes on today. (laughs) (laughs) There's our, there's our nightmare. Oh man, Well, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Uh, I feel like we talk about weather in every episode. Well, it's such a big factor on weddings and it's the, it's out of your fucking control whether you like it or not. And you guys were indoors even. Yeah. 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 Which is one of the things when we talked about indoor venues, like that wasn't a factor. Oh, bitch it is. Yeah. Well, it depends on, yeah, it depends, (laughs) I guess on your. Do they not have AC? I don't think in that room. Yeah, so the Yikes. McMinimins does a lot of historic buildings, and ours is historic too, but we did do, like, brand new upgrade. And Hell we yeah, have we had did. couples ask that question, mm-hmm. how's your AC? <laughs> I'm like, it's amazing. It's mighty chilly a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We sit right there is where I always sit. Yeah. I felt so fortunate. We had a May wedding, and it was, like, overcast and raining. It's like, yes. Blessed be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great photos then, too. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, this has been an episode of the Wedding Tea Podcast. Thank you so much for sharing in this journey with us. We really appreciate it you coming so fun. on. Great to be here. Yes. Um, you can uh, find Mitch and the Melody Makers. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, at Mitch and the Melody Makers. We're on, uh, we have our website, Portland Cover Band, which is like all the dates we play. Uh, is that your website? No. That is our, Sick. that is us. Um when is this coming out? Let me chop this part. A mm, few weeks. <laughs> Before March 31st? Uh, after, probably. Yeah. After, what about April 7th? Maybe. Yeah, we can get it out early. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> those are the two dates we have coming up. Uh, so I'll, I'll put them on there and you can chop whichever. Um, so we're playing March 31st at the Bible Club in Southeast Portland. Uh, that's Love the Bible Club. Oh my I've gosh. never been. I really want to go. It's so cool. Listen. Let's go. Come out to the Revival Patio. Fucking party in the USA. It is. <laughs> Listen, uh, that is like kind of our new home because uh, we love those guys so much. Mm-hmm. But that patio is such a rad place to come and hang out. Yeah. Uh, patio and we, envy. I wish we had a patio. I know. It's, it's <laughs> heat. They have all the heaters. And it's mm-hmm. all covered. That's anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be a great show. And then we're going up to Trout Lake, Washington. 
uh, to the Trout Lake Hall on April 7th. That's going to be like a big blowout party up there. Um, if you guys don't know that venue, I don't. you absolutely should go it. check it yeah. out. It is amazing. Yeah, we will check um, it out. That sounds fun. Yeah, it does. But it's, uh, that's the next one. And then, yeah, we just we play around town. So check out Instagram. We try to put it on there all the time. Hell yeah. Perfect. And you can find the wedding tea at weddingteapodcast.com, on Instagram at weddingteapodcast, and you can email us at hello at the weddingteapodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know the rest. <laughs> uh, and we do have an email today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you want to read it? Because, you know, reading is hard for me. Sure. All right. Sick dog. I did have it up. Oh, here we go. Okay. So this email comes from Kara Hilton, whose last name is familiar because it is Kristen's That's little my sister. <laughs> um, the subject of this is uh, you already know gay weddings. Gay weddings. Yeah. Um, hey, ladies, I've been loving the show. Thanks to you both for giving me some entertainment while I do research for work. I have a topic idea that I haven't really heard about yet and could be helpful to a lot of us gays out there. How to plan an almost orthodox or maybe even unorthodox gay wedding. Some of the challenges with gay weddings are the following. Traditions. <clears throat> Walking down the aisle. Typically, the dad walks the daughter while the groom is walked by, I don't know, the mom. <laughs> Ideas on how to keep the tradition or branch out of it to include all the parents. A mother-son and father-daughter dance. How to go about this. Possibly have the mother-daughter dance simultaneously or switch halfway to dance with the in-laws. Huh. Then have a separate dance with the fathers. Also, what if there are parents who don't approve and aren't there to have the dance? Other ideas to possibly go over. Destination slash international weddings, gay marriage, ain't legal everywhere. There are countries you just shouldn't go to, period. You can get married on international waters, but you'll need to purchase a license or permit or something. That's all I can think of right now, but gay weddings are fucking in, and I think it's unflagged territory <laughs> where it can be whatever you make it. Love you both and can't wait for Kristen's party and wedding, whoop, whoop. Kara. Aww. I think those are all great. Oh, my God. I yeah. didn't think of a lot of those things. Yeah, when you told me she sent, a, like, a topic suggestion for gay weddings, like, yeah, the thing, like, all those considerations are something that I haven't really thought of, and yeah. I think we should definitely do a follow-up episode. Absolutely. That deserves a full episode on yeah, its own. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get that on the schedule. Yes. Thanks, Thanks so Kara. much, Kara. Love you. Uh, well, that's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.